A record low voter turnout has characterized the 2021 local government elections, with a resultant significant impact on the fortunes of some political parties. More than 13 million South Africans eligible to vote did not even take the time to register so that they could participate in the municipal elections. So what does this mean for the future of our democracy? I'm Catherine Rice, multimedia journalist for News24, and this is The Story. This week, we'll look at the implications of low voter turnout, how that affected the big metros, and what it all means for South Africa's future. You're listening to The Story. It's a podcast by News24. We'll speak to journalists and experts about the week's biggest story. This is what we saw, heard, and uncovered this week. We're now joined by News24 political editor, Quinita Hunter. Quinita, thanks for your time. Quinita, we've seen the ANC and the DA losing a lot of support in these elections. What does this mean for smaller parties? I think that smaller parties are now kingmakers in this results. I think that they now will go into coalition talks in the, as we're talking now, in the 65 hung municipalities, and that's likely to be far more. Um, and, and what we saw in terms of these smaller parties, um, you saw the rise of the super local parties, so parties that are not contesting everywhere uh, and who have been formed particularly for that area or that municipality. If you see uh, a municipality called Maluti Apofong, which uh, includes areas like Harrismith and Kwakwa, um, there is a local organization called MAP16 who took on the ANC and now they're the second biggest party. The ANC lost its majority, uh, nosediving from, you know, by about 30% in their support, um, losing their majority. Um, and, and there's going to now be a coalition um, of, of the other smaller parties coming together to form a government. You're going to see this happen a lot, but it's interesting to see that while the ANC support um, declined, in a lot of areas the DA support declined and the EFF support plateaued. Um, and that has been the fascinating picture that the results are painting uh, now that we have a clear indication of how people voted. Juanita, how does the voter turnout in these elections compare with 2016? And do you think the low voter turnout was a case of voter apathy or South Africans sending a message that they simply don't think their vote makes a difference? The voter turnout figures is just astounding because at the moment as we speak, uh, voter turnout is at 45.1% in 2021. Now, we can argue whether that is voter apathy or whether this was voters saying, um, uh, you know, saying to uh, political parties that they are unhappy with the state of politics. But it can be also both of that arguments at the same time. There are people who are just completely fed up with the state of local government particularly, and a lot of people believing that voting does not affect the change that they want it to affect. There was 58% of voter turnout in the 2016 municipal elections, and as I said earlier, 45% as things stand. That's a huge, huge dip um, in, in participation. I think that a lot of political parties will have to reflect on what that meant for them definitely ate at the support of the uh, ANC. If you look at Soweto, 
that really, really was troublesome for the ANC, where people just did not show up to vote, and that ate into their support uh, in the city of Joburg, where the ANC really, really nosedived there. Well, exactly that low voter turnout really affecting the big metros. What are your thoughts on that, Quinita? And that says a lot because uh, we are a urban centre. A lot of pe- most people live in in urban uh, cities compared to rural areas, which means that um, people who live in these particular metros are just completely, uh, for the lack of a better word, hurtful. Um, you know, there, there is an argument made that there's a lot of coherence in the stay away, where people are saying this democracy as we know it is not palatable to us and there needs to be some sort of changes that are that are made. If you look at the metros, voter turnout has been on uh, the decrease in all eight metros in the country. And if you look at the results, five of the eight metros are hung, two belong to the ANC and then uh, the city of um, Cape Town is run by the Democratic Alliance, but five hung metros which is really really significant and what you also see is that yes while the ANC is below 50% they really dipped into the 30% um, category and in, in Tswane, um, Ikoruleni and, and Johannesburg and then the big shocker the big 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 shocker is the Etekwini metro where the ANC did not believe it could go from 56 to 42% where it is now. And I think that they believed that um, that was not even possible. And now obviously coalition talks have started in earnest, but the important thing now is for political parties to reflect um, on the voter turnout and what it says, number one, and then number two, about local government more holistically um, and about uh, how a lot more emphasis needs to be placed um, on this level of, of, local, of, of government, particularly because it has been disregarded. Most municipalities are in a state of decay, whether it's run by the ANC, whether it's run by the IFP, um, and only 6% of, of municipalities are well run in the country. I think people are fed up of mediocre, if not dysfunctional, um, services, and I think that there needs to be a rethink of local government because that is where people face or interact the closest with government. The DA held on to Cape Town but dropped down from a 67% majority in 2016 to 58% this time around. Why such a huge drop and who picked up the slack? So Cape Town uh, was expected in that the the, the DA would lose its, its hold. I think the internal shenanigans within the Democratic Alliance played a role in that. I think smaller political parties were beneficiaries of that. Definitely not the ANC uh, eating up uh, uh, the DA vote because they seem to be a very, um, you know, non-existent um, uh, opposition. Um, you saw the rise of Good there and other smaller political parties. I think that um, the disparity uh, in services between, you know, the richest uh, suburbs and the townships definitely played a role. And again, low voter turnout in townships definitely had an impact on what the results look like. Quinita, just finally, what do the ANC results mean for their elective conference next year? I think that the ANC sitting at 45% 
of the vote will be a moment of reckoning for the party because they know very well that it's difficult to claw back support when you when you have this level of losses and that it is definitely a signal of how things will go in the next general elections in 2024. I think they know that. I think they are definitely worried. Um, will they blame uh, uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa? I don't think so. I think they've already made the assertion that this figures could be could have been far less had it not been um, Cyril Ramaphosa being used as the face of the campaign even though it was a municipal elections and he's obviously not running for mayor or, or councillor um, and, 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 and they saying that he actually saved them in, in, in some areas um, definitely uh, not not completely successful if you look at what happened in Malutia Pafong and I say this again because it's very fascinating to see what happened the ANC lost almost 30% of its support there um, and, and despite President Sol Ramaphosa going over and over and over again to that area. Even Deputy President David Mabuza also going to that particular area. But how could the ANC contend um, with the fact that it ha has run the municipality to complete ruin? There were water cuts for days. Electricity was never stable, is never stable in that municipality. Sewage uh, works completely uh, in disarray. And so that's what you see happen. If you look at other municipalities in Pomalanga, ANC strongholds like the Lekwa municipality, again, voters um, really, really voted um, uh, by looking at the state of service delivery and those municipalities are hung. For me, what's even more interesting, the ANC was unable to secure an outright majority in not one municipality in Gauteng. All eight municipalities in this province, obviously metros, district municipalities and local municipalities, have the ANC does not have majority. That is extremely telling and will definitely have a bearing um, on the ANC leadership uh, discussions in, in the party, uh, in, in the province as well as nationally. What's more important for me is that this is a signal that the ANC must sort of kiss Gauteng goodbye in the next elections um, as, as it looks very, very clear that uh, residents and voters have lost complete confidence in the ANC. Yes, certainly the voters sending a message there. Thank you so much for your time, Kornita. That was Kornita Hunter, News24 political editor. We're now joined by independent elections analyst Darby Skoltz. Davi, you were able to make a number of predictions. Tell us what you based your predictions on and whether they were correct. So we built an elections projection model for the News24 team for this election. Um, and uh, you know the, the way the model works is it interprets real results on election night as they come. Um, and usually when we have about 5 to 10% of the votes counted for any particular area or for the country or for a province, uh, we're actually able to project the final result uh, at the you know once all the votes are counted um, and the model has held up really really well I'm actually very happy with the way things have where things have turned out um, I can I can run you through a couple of examples I mean one one example is uh, Johannesburg um, I think uh, on Tuesday relatively early we projected um, that the ANC would be on 34 percent at that point we said the DA would be on 28 percent Action SA would be on 17 and the EFF on 11 uh, it turned out that the, the ANC number now with 98% counted is exactly 34. 
Uh, the DA number is 26, so that one was slightly lower than projected. We projected 28, but came in at 26. Action SA, we projected 17, but came in at 16, very close. And the EFF exactly is projected coming in at 11. Um, so I think that's an example. Um, and you know, most of this, I think all of the other metros um, are similar. Um, essentially, uh, the, the model worked, it was accurate, um, with some of the parties being out by at, at most one or one and a half, or I think a couple of examples of being out by 2%. Um, but for the most part, um, accurate. And I think it was uh, you know, great fun doing that together with the News24 team. Davi, what were some of the biggest surprises in these elections? Well, I think it was an election of surprises. Um, you know, starting from the top, the first thing that um, just was, I think, a shock is the very, very low level of turnout in this election. Um, so 45% of voters went to go vote, which is much less than usual. It's also the lowest turnout we've ever had. So before this, the lowest ever was 48%. Um, so very, very low level of turnout. Um, and specifically a very low level of turnout in the strongest ANC areas. So a good example is a place like Diepsluit in Johannesburg, uh, where the ANC usually wins by large margins. Uh, turnout there was only 27%, which is, you know, just incredibly low. For me, the biggest surprises are the ANC losing Etiquini, right? They've always won that with 60% or high 50s. Uh, I always thought it would be, you know, it would be lower, but I thought there would be something like low 50s. Um, you know, at worst, something like 48 or 49, and they'd be able to build a coalition quite easily with, you know, one of the smaller parties. But I think they ended up with 42, which is just, you know, incredibly low in Etikmini. That's a massive surprise. The other surprise for me is the, the extent of the Action SA success. Um, I had always thought they would do quite well, so it's not a huge surprise, but it is still, it's still quite a, a fantastic result for them, particularly in the city of Johannesburg. I think that's been very, very impressive. Um, and then, you know, the, the elephant in the room is the fact that the ANC is under 50% nationally. That, that um, I, I all thought they would do less than 54, which is what they got in the last local government election. Um, and my unscientific, you know, guesstimate before the election was something like a 51 or a 52 or maybe 50. Um, but, you know, they, it looks like they're going to land on 46. And that is just, you know, an exceptionally low number, completely, completely unexpected, massive surprise. Davi, we're seeing a lot of hung councils. What will coalitions mean for service delivery? And are coalitions good or bad news for South Africans when it comes to how municipalities are managed? Look, I mean, the, the, the honest reality is that no one has any idea what the answer is to that question, right? Um, the, the, the coalitions will firstly look different in different places. So, you know, in a place like Ekuruleni, it's highly likely to be an ANC-EFF coalition, right? The ANC is on 38%, the EFF is on 14 14 plus 38 is 52. So, so I think in a place like Ikiruleni, you're looking at an ANC-EFF coalition um, and whatever else that means, right? Trana, you've got the DA on 32%, you've got Action SA on 8%, and the Freedom Front Plus on 8%. You know, those two together get you to 48, and maybe you get something like a, an ACDP or someone to get them over 50. Um, and then you have a totally different looking coalition, right? And the governance outcomes may or may not look different between those two. We'll have to wait and see. So I think it's very much subject to the setup of the coalition, the negotiation of the various partners, the ability of the various party leaders involved to set egos aside. Um, and then, the, you know, the one interesting thing, that the talk on the floor here at The, at the Rock um, uh, is that the gossiping is that um, the, the political parties that are making deals, you know, for these local governments are also negotiating issues of a national government relevance. So, in other words, for example, the ANC and the EFF are talking about forming a coalition uh, in, the, in Ekruleni, 
And one of the EFF's conditions for that, apparently, um, is reopening the land debate in Parliament, right? Um, so it, it may have consequences for how these municipalities are governed, but it may actually also have national policy consequences, depending on how these negotiations go. And whether it's going to be good or bad for um, service delivery uh, is, is uh, it's really to be seen. I will say one thing, though. Just, you know, theoretically and logically, I, I, I think it will be good for South Africans that politicians are going to be nervous, right? This election has proven that you can lose elections, and you can lose elections almost anywhere. Uh, people are willing to stay away, people are willing to vote for another party, um, and there's, there's more cause than ever for politicians to uh, be nervous, uh, take, the, take the kind of will of the people um, as a not, a, not, not a permanent um, bestowment of power, but rather a, you know, a temporary um, kind of uh, right to govern, um, and then to govern well to earn it again, essentially. Davi, after this election, will the IAC need to account for glitches that saw many people turned away or standing in long queues for hours? Do you think the elections were free and fair? You've asked two questions there. The one question is, was the, were the elections free and fair? I think it's probably safe to say that largely, yes, these were free and fair elections. You know, there's no evidence of a consistent pattern of malicious you know, problems that affected one party or another. Um, so I do think the elections were feel fair. Did the elections go smoothly? Absolutely not. Um, so, at your, you know, your first question is, will the IEC have to account for it? I really hope they have to. I really hope they do. Um, and, you know, I think I, this, this discussion has not been had yet, but it really, in my view, is worth a full audit, voting station by voting station, on which errors took place from a, you know, ballot paper perspective, from a systems perspective, uh, from you know the length of queues, from general frustration, um, given you know that, and it's you know it's relatively simple things like, for example, you know big voting stations that ordinarily have kind of two or three sub streams. I don't know. Some people vote in these voting stations where you know people with surname A to H vote in one, and you know people with surnames Z to M vote in another one, and people in the middle vote in another one, right? Um, and then the, the queue just moves faster because there are three substreams, right? And then in this election, people rocked up and there was only one line. And it was a giant line where people had to wait for five or six hours with, if they could vote. And, you know, it was a low turnout election, right? And there were giant lines, which just points to me that there were problems. So, so I really think the IC needs to do an, an audit of what happened, um, understand the issues, and then actively address those issues because it is, it is clear that a lot of people had a tough time at the voting stations. And I just really hope the IC will openly um, you know, acknowledge that and work on it as opposed to pretending like everything is fine, which I am concerned may be the trajectory that the conversation is going into. Davi, just lastly, can these election results serve as a predictor for what is to come in the next general elections? Yes and no. I think when people look at these results, they need to be very careful to extrapolate to the next election because this result is built on a, a really unique turnout context, um, a situation where um, DA voters and let me rather say minorities, so white colored and Indian voters, turned out in, in relative strength, so not that, not exactly high turnout, but relatively good turnout. Um, and, you know, voters that typically vote ANC, largely black township voters, voters in rural areas, turned out at very, very, very historically low levels. Um, and so that effect has really driven the result in a huge way. Um, and if you were to kind of 
have an election with the same preferences as in this election, but just have everyone turn out as they usually do, I think the result looks markedly different. So, so turnout really drove this, and you know, there's no guarantee that the next election's turnout will look like this. The ANC um, suffered a lot of losses in their core demographic, over and above people staying away. Just in the black electorate, people shifting away from the ANC towards other parties. You know, uh, losing huge amounts of votes in the in the urban townships in Gauteng. Losing huge amounts of votes in the urban townships in Etiquini, but also just all across the country. Um, and so, and I do think those underlying demographic trends are um, important and predictive for 2024. Um, however, there's a long time to 2024. Um, the, the turnout context is likely to be totally different. And so, I would caution people saying, you know, the ANC got under 50% in this election, so it's likely they're going to be under 50 in 2024. That is not to say. We, we have to wait and see, and we, we have to do some real math about that to be clear about that. Well, thank you so much for your time and for your insights. That was Darby Skoltz, Independent Elections Analyst. That's all we have time for this week. I'm Catherine Rice, and this episode was produced with the help of Amy Gibbings.